Maxwell. Hi, I'm Haley, and, and we, we are, are Wrestling Wind Down. Down. On this week's episode, we're going to talk all about the Raw reunion as well as a possible SmackDown reunion. We'll also be giving you all the word on the streets. So grab your glass of wine. We're going in for the three count. The Raw reunion was this week. I was really looking forward to it. The WWE did a great job marketing-wise, showing the different superstars that would be appearing. We saw superstars and legends that we hadn't seen in a long time, including the million-dollar man Ted DiBiase, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Jillian Hall, and Melina, who hadn't been in a WWE ring for eight years. We saw pretty much everyone that I never got to meet since I started watching wrestling later, Mm -hmm. and it was really exciting. I really liked this episode. You did? I did. I did not. I heard that a lot of people were not a fan. One thing that I did not like that I know we need to talk about is there were no women matches. They invited all of these women from the olden days, (laughs) past WWE times, and they didn't even let them fight. Like, they won the 24-7 belt, but they didn't have a match in the ring. Right. We saw three different women hold the 24-7 title on the Raw reunion, including Kelly Kelly, Candice Michelle in a sequined bodysuit, <laughs> surprise, and Alundra Blaze, who half the internet did not know who she was, but that's... I'm just going to sit my wine on that one. So, I didn't like it because, first of all, they didn't have the women's matches, and... It was just annoying. You invite all these women that have, you know, been in the WWE before. They've held titles. They've made WWE household name. And you don't have them in matches. You have them in these backstage segments. Jillian Hall and Eve Torres were literally atmosphere models at a backstage party, which irritated me. Eve Torres looks like she's ready to get back in the ring. And they have her in a backstage segment twice. Whoop-de-fucking-do. Like, it was so annoying. And furthermore... The thing that really just drew me over the edge was the Melina thing. Last week on the show, I talked about how I've been a fan of Melina for a very long time. Even when she hasn't been in WWE, I still follow her because I just like her attitude. And she's always very positive. So I've always been a fan of her. So when I found out that she was coming back for the Raw reunion, I was really excited. Everyone was excited because she was almost like blacklisted from the WWE for eight years. She wasn't at anything. She wasn't at Hall of Fame shows. It was weird, like she wasn't brought up at all. So for her to finally come back and be on this Raw reunion, it was a huge deal. Then you have her in a referee segment in a ref shirt. She's been WWE Women's Champion numerous times, but you have her as a referee in a backstage segment, and she's not even winning the title. What are you doing? Right, they definitely didn't properly utilize any of these women. No. Because they're still all young like they could all still wrestle right and a lot of them still do right and so it was weird to me when John Cena came out and was saying we have this person here and this person here he didn't mention any women well you also notice John Cena did his five second segment and then he bounced he wasn't there at the end of the show yeah he got places to be he is booked and busy honey he is Hollywood here he comes yes (laughs) I I felt like WWE Their vision for this was great. But when they got there, reality wasn't the same. There should have been a women's match. It doesn't matter if it was a six-woman tag. I think most of us are used to seeing the olden times where women only got five minutes to a match. I would have liked that more than seeing them backstage in a segment where they're 
they're there for five seconds. They're not even in a ring. Like, But now we know that women can win the 24-7 belt. So then why hasn't Carmella won it? Right. I wonder if it's because Carmella and R-Truth are like kind of a team and that's why. Well, you think about it. You saw how many title changes there were. She could have easily took the belt from Drake Maverick right. or she could have taken it from Gerald Briscoe. She could have taken it from anyone, but she didn't. They had Kelly Kelly, who I'm a fan of Kelly Kelly. I used to not be, but she hasn't wrestled in how many years? I mean, she was a part of the Royal Rumble and she was part of Evolution, but how long has it been since she's been full-time in the ring and she was the first woman to win the WWE 24-7 title? Do I think it was smart of WWE to have Kelly Kelly win the title as the first woman? Yes, because press is going to pick it up. Kelly Kelly is now an influencer. She works with Fashion Nova. She works with Pretty Little Thing. And she's also been on Ease Wags. So people know her now outside of the ring. Right. So it's good for WWE to do that because then they could get coverage on, you know, E! or whatever other, you know, news outlet covers her. But... As a wrestling fan, I would have liked to see Carmella win it first. She's been there full time, and she deserves it. We've been asking for months, can women win this title? And now we know after now this we know, show, yes. but it should have been Carmella. That's all I have to say. I hope that soon some woman will like take this title from the R-Truth, Drake Maverick situation, and then like take it away from them for a little bit, because that's getting a little out of hand. Really? You think so? I mean, it's very entertaining, but I feel like how long could they go on with that? I feel like they need a break before they can start it up again. Because we saw R-Truth drive off with the belt and Drake Maverick was like, oh my God, my baby. And we thought he was talking about his wife, but he was talking about the belt instead, which I was like, okay, that's a little dumb. Like, Carmella was even looking at him like, boy, what you doing? And so... I don't know. I feel like women need this 24-7 belt, and they'll take it for a little bit, and then we'll see where it goes from there. It adds something interesting because I think a lot of people are really starting to think about intergender wrestling again. We see it in these different organizations. We have people in NXT like Candice LeRae who are known for doing intergender matches, but she hasn't done that since she's been in the WWE. We saw Becky Lynch. She took the end of days from Baron Corbin at Extreme Rules. And, you know, you're seeing little signs here and there, but you're really wondering, like, will there be an intergender match for this 24-7 title belt anytime soon? I would love to see that. I would love to see it for any belt, actually. Mm -hmm. I feel like they're doing so much with relationships right now. I don't know why they haven't done more intergender matches. I feel like that'd be, now would be the best time to do that. Mm -hmm. So the show kicks off with John Cena rapping with the Usos and the revival. Which is sad now because uh, one of the Uso brothers was arrested for a DUI Isn't two this day. the second time? Also, this is the second time. John Cena brought it up in his rap. Yeah. So was he foreshadowing things? I don't know, but it's unfortunate. I mean, I saw something on Twitter that was like, they have so much money. They could just Uber around everywhere. They don't even have to drive, which... On a serious note, I think people need to realize that if you're a WWE superstar, you're an everyday person. If you are intoxicated, you should not be driving a vehicle. Right. Anyone. WWE superstars, you know, they have children that look up to them. Hell, they have adults that look up to them. And this is not a good example to be setting as a superstar, nor is it good in the eyes of the employer. No. That's all I'm saying. Definitely it is not. So the Usos and John Cena were rapping, and then all of a sudden, Rikishi comes out to support his boys, and then it kicked off a tag team match between the Usos and the Revival, and Devon Dudley came out to support the Revival. And it 
added an interesting twist with them on the outside of the ring because they looked like they were going to fight each other, mm-hmm. but neither of them really looked like they were in fighting capabilities. Well, Rikishi was actually not um, clear to compete. He was supposed to have a move where he gave Devon Dudley his signature stink face, but since he wasn't cleared, he wasn't able to do that. So all they could do was, you know, stink face on the outside on the, with their with actual their faces face. <laughs> yeah we saw a couple good matches during the night Samoa Joe cut this amazing promo against Roman Reigns side note people online are saying Samoa Joe versus Samoan Joe which I think is genius but wait Samoan Joe Roman Reigns real name is Joe oh and he's Samoan. my god <laughs> well, I haven't heard that that's crazy it's great Samoa Joe comes out, he cuts this great promo, and then he ends up getting his ass kicked by Roman Reigns. And I don't know why they keep doing this to Samoa Joe. He cuts this amazing promo, then he has a match, and it it's horrible. Like, he doesn't win. You talk all this before you have a match, and then you don't win. Like, it makes no sense. But that was one of the segments that I thought was interesting, even though it's kind of been repetitive with, you know, Joe cutting the promo and then losing the match. But one match that I thought was interesting was Rey Mysterio and Sami Zayn. I definitely was not expecting RVD, Kurt Angle, The Hurricane, and Sergeant Slaughter to come out and be on Rey Mysterio's side and try to stop Sami Zayn from leaving the ring. RVD was so f***ing high during the segment. Like, I don't know if you saw his face, but <laughs> he was zooted. He was not there. Like, when you call someone and it's their voicemail, RVD was the voicemail. He was not there, okay? And... They had a backstage segment with him after that they put on WWE.com. And mind you, RVD is a current Impact superstar. He's wrestling for them, which was interesting that he was even on this show. But he told the interviewer that he hasn't been in front of a crowd this big in eight years, five or eight years. And I was like, he is so high right now. (laughs) Like, does he not realize that he wrestles Wrestles, for another organization that brings in a significant amount of people? I think they're getting more coverage nowadays, but... What are you doing? It was so funny. I wish more wrestlers would just be like this all the time. I don't. It was just he he did not know he was. No, he was like WW. What? Where am I? (laughs) The internet? (laughs) Huh? We saw Rey Mysterio win the match. He hit the frog splash on Sami Zayn to pick up the victory, which is RVD's signature move. So I thought it was a good match. It was quick, but I think the involvement with the legends was interesting there were a couple other matches none of which piqued our interest i am glad that bray wyatt is out here again being yes. creepy as ever but none of the matches were like you know we're talking about so but at the end Honestly. of the night <laughs> at the end of the night the legends came out to toast to raw it featured Ric Flair, Stone Cold Steve Austin had a little moment to himself and so did Hulk Hogan <sighs> They could have kept his ass at home, to be quite honest with you. Right. Because when I was looking up why everyone hated him, because I had no idea, he said a bunch of racist comments in like 2000-something, right? It was not that long ago. Anyone with a working memory remembers what he said. It was all over the news. He was getting sued, and he was fired from WWE. And somehow, someway, WWE let him back back in. I have I don't remember the exact like moment that he was let back in, yeah. but he never publicly apologized to the African American superstars that he was saying racist. Do you know what this sounds like? 
What? Our lovely follower. It does sound like Lars Sullivan. <laughs> it is definitely in the same realm of things. Which is just tragic. Why is WWE well, not doing really, anything about this? If you really noticed the people in the background when Hulk Hogan was speaking, Mark Henry didn't look at him. Booker T looked like he wanted to <laughs> smash his face in. And Triple H was actually irritated. And I read something online where Triple H was the main person that really wanted Hulk Hogan to sit down and apologize to the superstars because even though it was years ago to some people, it still affects superstars who are wrestling on this brand and the brand is supporting someone who has made racist comments in the past. Mm -hmm. Pretty much the story that I read said that Vince wasn't really pushing for Hulk to give a public apology. And I thought I read like before WrestleMania this last year, Hulk Hogan apologized and the New Day accepted his apology. But I can understand why men like Mark Henry or Booker T wouldn't be so forgiving. You know, they're legends. They've put their time in the ring already. They don't feel like dealing with bullshit. But you have superstars like Kofi Kingston and Big E who are at the peak of their career. They're right. really starting to gain popularity. So they're going to forgive him publicly. That doesn't mean in private they're, you know, right. they're supporting Professionally, him. Professionally, they exactly. have to move on. But, well, not move on, but just accept his apology and not make, like, a big deal out of it. Right. But these retired superstars don't. They don't, they don't have to. They don't right. have to be out there every single week. They can hate him publicly. They can hate him everywhere. Right. So. I just felt like WWE is kind of using him as almost like a token now. They had him at WrestleMania. They had him at Raw Reunion. Who the f- cares no one wants to tune into this fucking show and see hulk hogan now maybe there's some people out there who are the biggest hulk fans great at the end of the day there's a lot of people that don't fuck with him anymore and i'm one of them i don't think wwe should have hired him back in my humble opinion well, i just felt like it's a really sicky situation and it's just literally like the lars thing lars never publicly apologized they're treating him exactly how he, they treated hulk hogan no public apology over stupid that should not have been done by a, a grown-ass adult. I don't like how they brought him out there by himself. So he had, like, all this attention when everyone was just standing behind him. Right. Because he came out first. Right. And then Ric Flair came out. Yes. And then Stone Cold came out. Yep. And poured beers all over himself, which... I wouldn't eat beer after dealing with Hulk Hogan, too. I like that moment. I like when he poured beer all over himself and, like, got it all like in it his eyes. Moment. That was crazy. I'm glad whenever Stone Cold comes back... I love Stone Cold Steve Austin. I feel like everyone knew this already. Yes, we all saw your shirt, your Stone My Cold shirt. shirt. Yep, exactly. Very comfortable shirt at that. This is not an ad, but Homage has some really great wrestling t-shirts. They released a SummerSlam collection. They have all types of shirts. I love them. You should love them, too. Great website. You can find the code on our Twitter at WWDCAST. They're literally so soft, and they're only like $20. Nice. Raw Reunion. I think it could have been done a little bit better, but I will appreciate what they gave us. I Beggars like the cannot toast. be choosers. I like the toast at the end. I like how everyone came out in the ring together yeah. one last time. It was cute. I was doing a little bit of research online and saw something where supposedly SmackDown is thinking of doing the same type of reunion special. So I had asked on our Twitter, who would our followers like to see on one of these specials? Danny at Scottish Juggalo said he would want to see Mr. Kennedy, MVP, Deuce and Domino, the Basham Brothers, MN and M, and of course Heinrich. At Lori Markannon said they would want to see MVP, Mr. Kennedy, Lay Cool, Nydia and Jamie Noble, Carlito and Deuce and Domino. Hey Aisha said Tajiri, Nydia, Deuce and Domino, and Sherry. And finally, 
Katie Rochelle said she would want to see Victoria, Jackie Gaeta, and MVP, and London and Kendrick would be awesome. I think that London and Kendrick would be great. Michelle McCool and, of course, The Rock. I also think MN and M would be cool to bring back. It would be a little bit awkward because Nitro and Melina were dating at the time, and now Nitro's married to someone else. It might be a little bit awkward, but I love them as a tag team. And you can't have a SmackDown reunion without John Bradshaw Layfield. I don't really like him much either, but you think of SmackDown, you think of JBL. So... I don't know if WWE will decide to do this. I think it would definitely bring in viewers if WWE did a SmackDown reunion, but I would love to see them bring in superstars who specifically got started on SmackDown. Not people that went off to Raw, did their part, that's where they really were found, and then come back to SmackDown. You think of SmackDown people, I think of John Cena, he got his start in SmackDown. Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar, they started on SmackDown, so... Maybe WWE will do that. I don't know. What do you think? I would find it really interesting to watch another reunion with wrestlers who became famous in a different era on SmackDown. All of those people you just named, honestly, I knew like one or two of them. So I would find it interesting to watch this and meet more wrestlers without having to go back and watching old WWE stuff. I mean, will it happen? I don't know. I feel like they would need to give it a while because having it right after the Raw reunion wouldn't make sense. I think that they would have to do it after SummerSlam or after... Next year, even. Yeah, they would need a while for this. Maybe, like, an annual thing. They have a lot of past wrestlers. Yeah, I did see that Stone Cold said he thinks it should be an annual tradition to have a Raw reunion. It would be nice to see an annual reunion on either Raw or SmackDown instead of just Raw or just SmackDown. I agree. Even if it was, like, a two-night thing, that would be cool. Let's get into our word on the street... Will there be a Hall of Famer at SummerSlam this year? Pro wrestler Sheets Ryan Sadden says that there's talk about Trish Stratus fighting Hmm. Charlotte Flair at SummerSlam this year in Canada, which could be really interesting. I think that Charlotte needs a new opponent, and I think she'd be a good one. I think this match would be really good. Charlotte Flair is on top of the women's division. She's one of the most well-known women in the WWE women's division right now. And you have Trish Stratus, who was booming in the early 2000s. And people still know Trish Stratus from the WWE. I think this would be a good match. I think people would be drawn in. Not only people that enjoy WWE today, but people that enjoy WWE in the 2000s when Trish Stratus was wrestling full-time. Do I see Trish Stratus coming back full-time after? Not necessarily. Maybe she'll come back before SummerSlam. You know, be on SmackDown a little bit. Have a little bit of talking going on couple promos cut but I definitely don't see her working more than one match I think this is a one and done I think if the match were to happen Charlotte Flair would win it would give Charlotte Flair bragging rights among all the other women in the WWE right now she could say I beat Trish Stratus at SummerSlam in her hometown there's not many other people that can say that Trish's last match was in October at Evolution where Mm -hmm. she teamed with Lita to beat Mickie James and Alicia Fox but her last singles match wasn't since 2011. Yep. Trisha's last match in 2011 was against Vicky Guerrero, which I think I'm kind of like trying to figure out what that timing was like. But I think this was around the time where they were trying to have Snooki. I think Snooki and Trish teamed up at WrestleMania. Hold on. You're telling me Snooki from Jersey Shore made an appearance to wrestle at WrestleMania. And she won. She teamed with 
Trish Stratus and John Morrison, and they went against Lay Cool, I think, and Dolph Ziggler. My mind is just blown tonight. All these things that you're telling me, I'm just shook. I, I think need that was wine the time. to process this. I, you need something. I don't <laughs> wine. I don't know if it's a glass. I don't know if it's the bottle, but just do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. This is a lot. <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of people online who are very conflicted about the possibility of even having this match. Some people are not for it. Like, they just, they don't even want Charlotte wrestling at SummerSlam. Like, they're kind of just tired of her. Which I understand. She's been in the title picture for a long time. But guess what? This isn't a title match. It's just a match for bragging rights. You know, this could be a passing of the torch. We've seen that recently with The Undertaker and Roman Reigns. So maybe that's this kind of situation. Hmm. Because Charlotte Flair is kind of where Trish Stratus was a couple of years ago when Trish Stratus was at the top of the chain. Now Charlotte Flair is known inside and outside of the ring. And she's really made a name for herself other than just being Ric Flair's daughter. She's Charlotte Flair. So this match would be interesting to see if, if it is a passing of the torch or, you know, what this could be. I don't know. Another Twitter movement kicked off in support of the women talent on the WWE roster following Raw Reunion. As we said, there were no female matches on the card and people were pissed. Hashtag give WWE women a chance. That Twitter campaign broke out and it trended number one and it trended for a couple hours. That's what our entire podcast is about, Lo. We talk about giving WWE women a chance. We actually talk about giving everyone that's in catering a chance. Absolutely. But... These women just are so, like, slept on. They're not being utilized properly. And finally, people are realizing this and making a movement out of it. Well, now we need to see WWE realize it. We do, but now we have Paul Heyman in charge, so we'll see if anything changes. Yeah, I've seen online that Paul Heyman is supposedly not a big supporter of women's wrestling. Maybe that will change now that he's in the Raw roster and he's... He has a whole roster full of women that are great competitors that can definitely add on to his brand. I always hear people say that these men have crazy matches and that women don't do the same thing that these men do. But these women are having insane matches. I think that this is coming from people who just don't watch women's wrestling. I think that these women can do crazier things than these men. But it just doesn't get the amount of coverage or it doesn't get the press time or TV time like that it deserves. I think with this hashtag, we'll see what happens. The last time that a WWE women's hashtag kept consecutively coming up, divas were changed to superstars and the women were starting to be taken more seriously. So I hope that this brings about a positive change with the WWE. Daniel Bryan has been hyping up that he has a groundbreaking announcement for weeks now and it's been teased, but we still have not heard what he has to announce. According to SB Nation, there is word that Daniel Bryan could be moving to 205 Live. What do you think about that? Okay, first of all, 205 Live is the one brand that I have never met a single person that watches it, which sounds rude, okay? I've watched it a couple of times. They the wine f- hit. The wine hit. <laughs> they wrestle really well on that, but it just doesn't, no one watches it because it's not part of the shows. I just watch it whenever I'm done with everything else, like after I watch all the other shows, like Raw, SmackDown, NXT, the main ones that they talk about all the time. There are some really good wrestlers on 205 Live, but they're always on the pre-show and they will literally never get the press coverage and TV time that these other wrestlers will get 
I don't know why Daniel Bryan would want to do this. I don't know why he wouldn't. Daniel Bryan has been in the wrestling business for a very long time now. He could go on this 205 roster and make people want to watch the show. Some people will tune in just to SmackDown to see Daniel Bryan. If you move him to the 205 roster, people will want to watch the show. People will go out of their way to watch the show. Furthermore, Daniel Bryan is able to have this knowledge that he's learned in his many years of wrestling and teach it to these superstars on 205 Live that haven't been in the wrestling business as long as he has. I feel like he's bringing a very strong and new dynamic to 205 Live if they do decide to move him over there. I feel like he's getting stale. He was in that tag team, and they held the tag team championships. You know, he was holding the WWE championship before that, but now he's kind of like, where am I at? So he needs a brand new start. They, they can't really do anything else with him. He's not in the title picture anymore. He's not in the tag team title pictures anymore. I feel like they've done that and cleared him of everything so he could j- make the jump over there. He doesn't have anything attached to him anymore. I agree with the point where you say he has a lot to show these other wrestlers on 205 Live, but I don't agree that people will go out of their way to watch this just because of convenience. It's on streaming platforms, but it's not on the on TV, so... It's just harder to get, and I don't think that every single fan of his is going to go out of their way to watch 205 Live. Like you said, 205 Live has really good wrestlers on there. So think about if you bring someone from the main roster onto 205 Live, people will be more inclined to see, hmm, Daniel Bryan got moved to 205 Live. Let's see what it's about. Even if it's just one episode that they're watching or maybe two, they're still giving it a chance rather than, not watching it at all because they don't know anyone on the show or they aren't really intrigued by it because there's nothing new and exciting happening over there. There's no press coverage on it. I think instead of that, they should just have like one match a week on like either Raw or SmackDown. That's what they used to do. And it just doesn't do well. When I started watching, that's how I saw Enzo Amore. What a man. What a man. (laughs) But that's how I knew all these wrestlers. And now that it's a separate show, not that many people know them. I think it has to do with WWE at the end of the day. They have this show specifically for these wrestlers that are under 205 pounds, but you see them on these pay-per-view pre-shows and you're you're blown away like they are doing a lot of stuff. They're all jumping all over the ring. You get excited by them, but I feel like you wouldn't know that because you don't watch the show. Right. People don't know that because they don't watch. Like for instance, Cedric Alexander, he got brought up to the main roster. How many times has he been used? Once. He was used during Robert Union. He hasn't been utilized. He was being utilized more on 205 Live. But less people are watching. But now he's on Raw and he was on SmackDown the week before. And he's being utilized. But he's only been utilized twice. Right. So, So like, what's better on that? I think it would be interesting to have Daniel Bryan over there. Even if it's just for a couple months just to test run it, see how it is. It's still interesting. I feel like people will want to tune in I tune in to see what it's all about. I mean, people love new stuff, so it right. could do well. We'll see. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Wrestling Wind Down. You can find all of our other episodes available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and wherever else you listen to your podcast. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at WWDCast. That is at WWDCAST. Let us know what you thought about the episode. What was your favorite part? We upload episodes every Saturday. Until next time, enjoy your wine and of course, enjoy your wrestling. Cheers! Cheers.